Welcome to Eagle Nation. Don't forget to join us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter so you never miss an episode. Uh, welcome to Bounce Down. The Eagles are sitting at the bottom of the ladder with a woeful one-win, 12-loss record, a grim percentage of 51.4%, and they will travel to the SCG to take on Sydney on Saturday, 2.35pm Western Standard Time. I welcome my co-host, Indian. How are you going, mate? Not bad, mate. Good to be here. Um, did you get to much watch much footy over the uh, buy rounds? Um, I didn't watch as much as I would have thought I would have. Yeah, I watched uh, the GWS Freo game. Um, disappointing if you're Freo fan. And I'm trying to watch as much of the under 18s as I can. So I watched uh, South Australia versus Vic Country. Uh, obviously, we've uh, been down the bottom of the ladder, like you said, with the one win, 12 losses. It, it, it can't help but have an eye on the under 18s, you know, a very critical eye. And um, it was a weird game. South, Free, um, South Adelaide or South. Australia, they um loaded up with players, but they're all underage. So this yeah. year's crop might not be great for South Australia, but I'll tell you what, next year's crop from South Australia, it's good they had a 16-year-old that dominated the forward, but I think he's a father-son. And Yeah, but he's, um, yeah. he's one of the father-sons for Adelaide, so yeah, been yeah. five goals, so it wasn't too bad. So, yeah, like you said, um, I only caught a little bit of it here and there, so... Though they sort of dominated uh, the man everyone's talking about, number one, Reed kicked three goals in ten minutes. But yeah. then uh, his first game back in five weeks from a concussion. So I thought, you know, this is going to look something pretty ominous, but for the rest of the game we got pretty well held. Um, before yeah, we get into the game, Tom, thanks for – he's our sponsor at uh, Plus Fitness, Seabacco Hillary's and Juno up. Uh, get down and tell him you're from uh, Eagle Nation or go to our socials, go to Linktree and you can get Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and download all the shows from there. Um, Dan, we're playing Sydney and this is one of the teams that we probably don't have a good record against. Eagles 23 wins, Sydney 33 wins. The last five games it's been Eagles 1 win, Sydney 4. The last eight games at SEG we have lost and the last time we won at SEG was in... 1999, so it's a long time between drinks, eh? That's it, and um, a lot of people would be looking back thinking, no, nah, that's not true, that can't be true. But what they got to realise is there was a period of time there, usually when we are both the premiership, you know, fancies back in the day in the in the middle of the noughties, uh, they played a few games at Telstra Stadium. So, yep. yeah, we may have won there, but it wouldn't have been at the SCG. So I've, if you're thinking, got, oh, we won games back then, it was obviously at Telstra Stadium back then it was called. Well, I've got Horrible break, place. I've got the breakdown of the last 24 games between uh, the Eagles and Swans dating back to the start of 2005 when we started having that rivalry. Um, the run included 13 games at WA, three games at Stadium Australia, which you just said, one game at Carrara, so that would have been in the country. Yeah. One game at down in Geelong, a GMHBA stadium, and who would forget the two epic grand finals we had at the MCG? So that's your breakdown. So plus your four at the SCG. So so it's not a very good hunting ground. The SCG. It's a big hooter. It's one of our worst grounds that we haven't won it. But there is uh, one good thing about that. 
records of men to be broken. Not one eagle, not one person on the eagles list has played in a win at SCG. There's only one person at the club that's been involved at the SCG, and who do you think that is? At the club? Yeah, he's not a player. Oh, just, oh I wouldn't even know, mate. It's been, what, 99 or something? Wayne would know. Uh, Selwood? No, no, he's not a player. It's, uh, he's an official still at the Eagles club. Tim Jepp's the only oh. person who's been involved in a win <laughs> since 1999. Yeah. Club. So that's how long ago we've, you know, it's been since we've won there. Um, I think there's only two other incidents where there's been a longer drought and it's not surprising they're at Cardinia Park and that's Essendon. Last time they won was in 1990, probably probably played there once since then, and Collingwood, 1998, and they probably only played there once since then. So they're, they're the longest droughts other than us. So that's just a bit of uh, useless stats there for people who like useless stats. Um, should Eagles fail to score a win against Sydney, West Coast will complete the equal worst 40-game patch of any AFL club in the last few decades. Did you know about that one, Dan? Yeah, but what's that based on? Because, as I said, GWS had two years in a row where they won, lost five games by 100 points. Yeah, so that's what it is. So it's um, the only ones that have had worse ones are the expansion area, GWS, 2012-2013, and Fitzroy, 95 and 96. And the worst club, we're not the worst club. So the worst club was the team that were playing, the Swans. In 1992 to 1994, they only won two out of 40. Yeah, early 90s, they were very bad. But um, but let's be honest, we know know where we're at. Um, And it's not a good place to be right now, but... And I feel like we're just repeating the same thing. But when you got the 23 injuries last week before the Adelaide game, you know, and you get players back, but, you know, players seem to drop out again. You know, you got Clark and Foley and then Waterman dropped before the game, you know. It's like, well, you get players back, but they're dropping quick. It just seems, seems to be between that 16 and 20 range of injured players every week. So I, I don't I – don't, I don't think these other bad teams had that many injuries. I, no. In my record, I can't remember it being that bad. No. So you throw these stats out and the AFL um, and I'm not making an excuse, I'm just talking about the position and the reality of the situation. Yeah. So we have reasons why we're that bad. We're an, av- we're an average team that's been decimated with injuries. I don't care if you're the best team, if you had those injuries, you you would drop games. You wouldn't be that good and – I find the uproar on all these stats they're manipulating to make it sound like so bad and all this, but they didn't have their best teams out in the park, you know, and yeah. it goes deeper than that. You know, you got Kane Corns and people, oh. which I think they've got to stop saying, like almost encouraging the kids not to come play here. You know, if the number one pick, the manager's got to sort it out. And they've been very vocal on it. They've, they've said they don't mind coming here. But like he, he's not saying he's not coming the manager said he's open to coming here, and the manager even today said that, um, yep. yeah, he does actually look at the ladder. Like, you, you know, you, you can't help but not. And he's more than welcome, like, happy to move here. And we, we did that segment where we had to sell the club. I mean, if he gets here, he, he, he's going to play in front of 40,000 people. He's going to let's, you know, touch wood, we don't have injuries like that. So there probably will be a bit of a spiking form as well. 
Yeah. And the youth coming through now. You're going to be playing with the Chesses, the Hewitts, the Jimbies, the Noah Longs, you know, the Hovs, the Bazos. You're going to be playing with a young group, and that's going to be your next call. So it's just the uproar of the situation we're in. It's a horrible situation. And as a fan, it's horrible watching. But it's the old saying, it just is what it is, mate. Like, you know what I mean? Where an average team has been absolutely decimated. So the noise around where we're at isn't really, like, it's justified in a way because it's the reality, but it isn't exactly fair when you're comparing a team that's been decimated for injuries for two years in a row, which we have had during a global pandemic, but thank God that's over, and you're comparing that to other teams like the Swans, and as you said, technically we're still not the worst, even though they're trying to spin it like we are. But you can't tell me if we had a fit list we would be no, as quite dire as we are. Yeah, we wouldn't, wouldn't be. And then, like you said, stats can be manipulated to any argument you want, and that's the media for at the moment. They want to paint the picture, but you know what? If I'm the Eagles club, I'd be using every bit of the media against us, uh, like the Mick, old, Mick Malthouse old days. Nick Geeshan, yeah, today uh, the uh, Reeds manager said, you know, he lives in the country, so he's got to move regardless wherever he gets drafted. Yeah. So um, it's just a distance that'll be the difference. Uh, you briefly said the injury, so let's look at the injury list before we get into the team list because they have been released, and we usually do this earlier on in the week. But um, we're doing this because Wayne is in some exotic location in Europe somewhere. I think he's in Rome at the moment. We try to get him on, but I think he's out of range. So who knows where he is. He's probably in, I don't know, I've never been to Rome, so I'm not going to even try and guess exactly where he is. Um, Sydney's injury list, Lance Franklin, he won't be playing. He's been ruled out again for another week with a knee. Isaac Heaney's been, he's a tester. He came in. Uh, Laddams. He's two to four weeks. Paddy McCartan's rest of the year. We'll go into who come into the team in a second. There's McCartan. He was on the list as a test. McDonald was um, listed as two to four weeks, but I think he was named. Uh, Mills, one week, but I think he was named. Sam Reed out for the rest of the year. Matt Roberts, Mark Schiefer, and Sam Wicks. He's out with suspension. Um, with the Eagles, we had 21 on the injury list as of Tuesday, but four of those players have come in. So we'll get into the team lineups. Um, as I said, the ins for Swans were Heaney, Mills, and McDonald's. So it's amazing that, you know, you got a an injury list there, McDonald's two to four weeks, but he's playing. And out is Buller, Fox, Wicks, and Dylan Stevens. And in for the Eagles, well, I'm a bit elated because this kid's finally getting a run this year, coming back from a really bad injury in a spleen is Jack Williams is in for his first game this year. Elijah Hewitt's been recorded after concussion. Liam Duggan's back and Tommy Braz is back. Out, Chessa, Clark, O'Neill, Luke Foley and True. Um, what do you feel, thoughts on the ins and outs there, Dan? Oh, well, I'll tackle the negative side first. I'm a bit upset Chessa and True got dropped. I believe True's going to be the sub, though. That's the word I'm hearing. Um, but I just thought, like, they're, they're picking their favourites a little bit with the youth. Yep. I think, like, Lukey, I think they did more than enough to, like, maybe give Noah Long a rest or Luke Edwards, you know what I mean? Yeah. Give those boys a rest and they come in. Um, so that's unfortunate. But then the positive, 
Uh, let's start with Hewitt. I'm so glad Hewitt's come straight back in because um, he's the one I'm highest on. And I love his uh, the three quarters of the first quarter that he played, you know what I mean? He got almost half a dozen disposals. You know, he looked he looked like quick on his feet almost, you know. I, I love that. And I was like, oh, great, I, I can't wait to see a full game with him, you know what I mean? Because yeah. early in the year he was up a bit, you know. So glad he's back in. And as you said, Jack Williams, it would be great to see him get a game. Hopefully it doesn't mean they're going to push Allen back. Because with Marrick and Jack Williams in Newton Darling, there is a bit of height there now. Um, so I hope it doesn't mean that because, you know, we all want Allen up forward kicking goals. Um, even though it is good to have these players have that versatility. And, yeah, it's just the Waffle team's just going to be decimated again, though, isn't it? Let's be honest because, as I said, players come in, but the ones coming out, they're just injured, you know, with Clark and Foley. And, well, so the numbers are still going to be so short, you know I what I mean? I think it's going to be four players because they take at least two with them to Sydney. So Chesser, yeah, so it's Chesser and True. Which, when you're looking at the yeah. uh, uh, the emergency, they're, they're the two obvious ones for me. So yeah, yeah. the game's going to probably be four, maybe five tops. Um, yeah, look, uh, I like the positives that Jack Williams getting to go. Uh, Hewitt, yeah, I, I, I agree totally with you. I, I would have. I would have picked True over uh, Luke Edwards, to be honest. Yeah. Because he can play outside and, and inside yeah. and inside. And I thought Sam, um, Samo petreski seaton was probably lucky to hold his spot as well. So, yeah, yeah Chesser. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm a bit, bit surprised with those selections to tell the truth. Like you said, maybe, I don't know, um, is it a favourites? Do they offer something different? I thought Chesser would probably be better on a wing than Luke Edwards. You want to get games into these guys, so interesting how, yeah, I don't know. It, 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 sometimes you sit there and you question some, and those two are the ones that I question straight up, and I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, and as I said, I wanted to tackle the more the negative side of it first. And This isn't us having a guy at the young kids, you know, we're not saying they won't. It's just nah. right now for this week's positions in the game, you know, you you think you pick your best 22, you think, you know what I mean? So it doesn't mean that the players we want out. Won't make it. Um, it looks a bit dire for O'Neill being dropped again too as well, you know. Um, and I always think too, you got to do have to snatch your position yourself. You know, you can't just be gifted games. But, yeah, it's like these players playing for their contracts and if they can't lock themselves in a decimated side, it's not good. Yeah, well, um, the writing's on the wall there, you know. Um, you've got, what, ten rounds left or nine rounds left, so... You're going to have to do something in the, you know, especially Xavier and Neil, um, guys like Luke Foley. Clark's got a foot injury, so he's out for four to five weeks. That was kept quiet, wasn't This is what I get angry bit. You know, you listen to the general manager of football, the football manager talking about injuries, and he doesn't even mention two people. And he knows that they're injured, but he doesn't mention them. And that's what peeves off a lot of fans, you know. He spent all the time talking about, yeah, Gov's going to be ready. Um, McGovern's come up short again and it's interesting that um, the coach and the football manager got two different uh, outlooks on who's playing and all that so obviously something's happened at training today for McGovern not to get picked but he was close I I believe McGovern was was a setback though with McGovern I think he was going to play all week and that and then he's had a setback at training that's what I believe well let's hope it's only minor 
and he's playing next week. Um, you, you look at the Swans team overall, they've got some great young players in Braden Campbell, uh, Errol Gordon, he's pretty good. When Top Papley's on fire, he's on fire. Tom Hickey, the ex-Eagle, Ruckman, well, we know what he can do in the ruck. Chad Warner is probably one of my favourite players in the competition. He's great. Luke Parker, when he's on song, they're coming up against a team that's, you know, at the home ground, the, the stats say we're not going to win. So... Uh, history says we're not going to win, but like I said, we can change that. The way Sydney have been playing of late, Eagles will probably be have a little bit more confidence going into this game. Um, and why wouldn't you? So is there any chance you reckon the Eagles can win, Dan? No, I don't. I believe we're so thin. Um, I think they've got a few injuries, but their ins are really great. I honestly believe, and we talked about this, and it was one of the questions last week, if we had a full fit list, where do you think would be? And I think it would be almost where Freo is right now. You know, dropping down, dropping up when we win a game, you know, going up the ladder, fighting for that eighth spot but not quite there. Yeah. Um, but we don't have that list. We don't have the fit players out there. We don't have the depth. And what people realise when you don't have the depth there as well, you're playing players of the sore and not 100% where you don't have that luxury of resting them or, or pulling them out because you need the people there. Like you mentioned SPS, you know, I think they just wanted a bit of a mature body in the side, you know what I mean? So they can't – the form doesn't exactly dictate your being selected. So I can't see it winning many games. But I want to put you on the spot, was that? What did you think of the comments about us not finishing bottom of the ladder? The club came out and said, oh, no, they don't think we'll finish bottom of the ladder. Poor Fitzpatrick. Did you see that? You talking yeah. about – well, look, they've got to say that, don't they? They're the face of the football team. They can't go out, oh, we're going to finish bottom. So they've got to put their positive spin on it. It's like a politician. It's like Gavin Bell. Um, you can't give any negative uh, comments out, um, even though most people think we're going to finish bottom. Um, as you're the head of the football team, you have to have that belief that they're going to win more games. So, you know, I take it with a pinch of salt. I saw the media, the front page thing, um, it's there to sell papers. Uh, that's all it is. Um, and I guess you just got to talk positive out there to your to your members because some members want that. Some members don't want. Some members want you to be totally honest and transparent. So a little bit in the middle would be good. Um, but yeah, look, I just took it as just more lip service. Um, yeah, I could see us winning one more game, maybe two. Um, I wouldn't want to win any more than one or two because that is, I personally didn't. I, you know? I personally didn't like it. They've got to come to grass where we are, you know, and we need that bottom pick, not just to go for Reed, but just the doors that opens up if we do trade. Now this is a two-parter for you. As I said, I've got this in the barrel, locked and loaded. <laughs> Catch you. How long do you honestly believe we till we're premiership contenders or of battling for the premiership again? Well, this is a two-part. But to me, if you had a fit squad and you look at natural nutrition, uh, attrition of uh, players getting taken off the list, three years for finals, five years for a flag. Okay, so five years. I've got that about there. Maybe we're a year into that, right? Yes. Would you then make hard decisions now to get these young picks to get players in? knowing that some players won't be here oh, and there's only a couple that have value. Yep. And it's a hard one, but and this is devil's advocate because I'm not necessarily saying I'll do it, 
would you then trade Barras? He's going to be 29 next year. So it's not so much your age, it's how many years you've been in the system. So people spin it as in, oh, he's 27 now, but he's actually turning 28 this year, so that's the same year he's been in the system, you know what I mean? So 29 next year. So in five years, three years even, he might not be at the calibre or might not even be on the list. Sydney Swans are after him right now. Currently they have pick four. Pick four, was that? All right, so if you're asking me today now, and there's pick four, yeah. and we went split and pick one. I'd probably say no, only because I don't think we have the backmen ready to stand up yet. But you said to make the hard decision. Yes. Now, you, you got Bazo there. Um, so does, does that mean you keep uh, Harry Edwards on the list and give him another year of development? Does that mean you take Waterman as a forward and saying you're going to become a backman now? Um, is that does that mean we keep Rotham on the list? So to get that pick five and you, you look at pick, it, four pick right four, now. Pick, pick four, yeah. it had to have something else with it. Yeah, it wouldn't just well, be it might four. not be, but pick four is pretty good. And no, also, there were what you it's funny that you've thrown up things because they talked about getting Nathan Broad in, right? It's things like that. He's still here. But you could just get makeshift defenders in there just to hold so the boys aren't getting bombarded down there. Yep. So McGovern's out of contract with Colin um, thing. So you get your pick four and you pick up someone that's not going to cost you anything. So, yeah, Nathan Brawl might be 30, he's a year or two older, but it's just a stopgap so the kids don't get destroyed. You get your pick four. Whether you swap pick one is irrelevant because if you pick it, swap pick one, say, Yes. You still got pick four and others, so suddenly you've got three, four picks maybe in that top ten. But it is those hard decisions. It is. And that's why I made it a two-parter because realistically, if you're saying five years for a premiership, he won't be here. And you've got to trade out players if you're rebuilding, but not many have collateral. Yeah. Barras is one that has a lot of collateral at that age. As I said, you don't like trading out your favourite players. The people might not like the sound of that. But it is interesting if you try to detach yourself emotionally from the situation. If you could get a pick four for Barras, knowing he's only got four years probably left and he's got four-year contract too, only, it might be the way to go. There's only one sticking point there. They might want to do it, and if Barras don't want to do it, they can't do it. Oh, no, this is hypothetical. Yeah, that's no, that's like not hypothetical. But that, that, that's I'm not what saying – yeah, you wouldn't force Barras out. No, that's that's no. so, This is yeah. hypothetical. And if he wanted to stay, it's like, great, you're a great player, um, you stay. But, yeah, it is, it is food for thought, isn't it? Well, it is. And when you look at it, like you said, you just said something like that. So you get your makeshift defenders. You, you get brought in. Uh, Mitch McGovern from Carlton. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, they're stopgaps and they don't yeah. cost you anything. Yeah. So it's about getting picks in. Um, and, I like, uh, it, people will come at me because, you know, we all love Barass and that, but I probably would. If you could get pick four for Barass – Knowing he's only got four years left, that will get you a curtain or whatever, uh, you know. And then if you, you know, suddenly you've got two top ten picks, or if you split it, you could have three to four top ten picks. Well, if that you will boost your rebuild. So in five years' time, those picks now, those hard decisions you've made, will yes. be now pretty much their prime, and you can attack it. Because then suddenly you've gone from no top ten or no first round picks in your squad. To multiple, you know, half a dozen, yeah, because then you got Jimmy from this year, so yeah, no, yeah. no good, good thought. Um, yeah, like, look, 
um, I'm glad you didn't let me know that was coming on because I would have thought about it too much. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I like to surprise you because, as I said, being down the bottom of the ladder, all I'm thinking about is picks and how to get out of the hole. So. Yeah, well, I'll be I'll be getting into that nineteens in the next couple of weeks, and I'm going over to Brisbane, so I'm going to have a look around there as well. All right, um, yeah. you know, we're, 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 Sydney, what they they come up against uh, Brisbane in the last game was a dog fight. Um, Brisbane got over them in the end. That's SCG. It's a smaller ground. It might keep Eagles in for it for a while, but winner and margin, mate. Uh, we're both going Swans. Yeah, I would go Swans by 47 points. All right, yeah, I think it's going to be a lot closer. I reckon it's going to be about 24, 25. I, just, just I love that. That's a fight. Um, I just want to see a competitive game, and I just think Luke Shuey, from what I heard, put the put the boots right into him, uh, uh, pardon the pun, that um, after the Adelaide game. So I think uh, some of these younger guys might stand up a bit more. We've got a bit of uh, experience back in there. Unfortunately, Gov's not back in there. Uh, that's next, next week. But I'm just going to be watching for Jack Williams to see how he goes. Hopefully he gets enough supply down there, him and Merrick, and, yeah, who knows who could be playing back. It might be Darling. Who knows? That is what I'd be doing. I'd be chucking Darling up there and letting those three young guys up forward because that's, like you said, that's another thing. Uh, Darling's not going to be there in five years. So show us yeah. our new forward line. All their young guys, you know what I mean? That's what I'd be doing as a as Wayne's coach's corner, seeing he's not here. I don't think um, with Brass coming back, it's his die with the tools. He's still got Bazo, but he's now going to take the second. It was just the main man. And, um, and I don't think he's got it in him, Darling. Well, I've never seen Darling play back before, um, not in his AFL career. He's got no, a broken no, no, no. arm too, so I'd say he'd be nursing his broken arm. So I probably don't want him running around in the back line. Um, to summon so up I'm up hoping with Brass and Duggan. Yeah, but I'm hoping with Brass and Duggan coming back. I don't know. Hopefully, like this, the back line's just a bit more settled this week. Fingers crossed. Yeah. No, good. All right. Well, thank. We got the show out later this week, guys, as you would find out when you listen to the show. But we'll be back next week at normal times. Um, Wayne's probably still going to be in um, somewhere in Sorrento or Venice or something like that. Um, in a rowboat with grapes or someone, I don't know. He, he's living it up over there. So um, hopefully he has listened to this and uh, he might even join us. So we'll see what happens. So get onto Linktree, download all our shows from there, tell your mates, get on the Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and until next week, uh, go Eagles, eh? Go Eagles. Coast sky, I will to win, we'll never die.